0: is live and underway here on ESPN Plus in the immediate aftermath of the 2022 World Cup's penultimate match. This is our penultimate live show from here in Doha. Hercules Gomez, how are you doing? And this time I really mean it. What are you wearing?
1: Just a little something I picked up in the ah.
0: Uh, oh, no, show closet. it off. Show it off
1: with pride. Verticality
0: halterball look at you! For all the trash you talk, you're a berhaltista at heart.
1: Something like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're a lot of. No, I, heart. he did a lot of
1: good. He did and a lot. Uh, of good. If you know, you know. If I will you say know, that about you. This. Know.
0: Uh, okay, so obviously, you know where I stand on the Super League idea. We'll touch on this a little bit later on oh. in the show. Oh. and I got the uh, the Ted Lasso jacket. As
1: why always. would you need to boycott the Super League if it's no Super League? Boycott the idea.
0: Even oh. the suggestion offends me, Hercules Gomez, as so many other things tend to do here on Football You know Americas. what I
1: noticed? Yes. We don't have. Any time in the sun, you and I. We don't spend any time in the sun. uh,
0: As evidenced by the picture that you put up on Twitter yesterday, and I don't spend any time in the gym either. (laughs) Certainly not on the upper body. Uh, But anyway, that's a a topic for another time. We got a lot coming up in this show. Uh, Morena Beltran is going to be back. She's going to give us kind of the Argentina side of the World Cup final preview. Our good buddy Julian iran he's hustling back from the game that we just watched, Croatia against Morocco. He's going to give us the France side uh, of the look ahead to tomorrow's World Cup final. And then... I know you're gonna love this. Gianni Infantino, FIFA president. My man. He's got a lot to say and he's got a lot of ideas. We will comment Ooh, okay. on, uh, on one of those very big ideas. But, uh, as I just mentioned, let's start with the game that we just witnessed, her live. Croatia, 2-1 winners over Morocco as Croatia claimed third place here at the 2022 World Cup. We're going to dive into this game and some of the performances, not just in this game for these two teams, but overall in the tournament. But I want to start by asking you something, Herc. What do you think of the third-place game
1: as an idea? What what do you mean as an idea? Like, do you
0: like it or do you hate it?
1: I like it. Okay, why? A lot of people don't like it. Well, if you're Brazil, you wouldn't like this, Mm -hmm. right? If you're Argentina, playing a third place game, you wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. If you're France, you probably wouldn't like it. But I think both of these teams, and I mean this with the most, the utmost respect, mm-hmm. Croatia and Morocco take pride in what they've done. Take pride in this tournament and they want to end it on a good note. It's still for them podium. It's still for them a medal, mm-hmm. a trophy. Mm-hmm. A great accomplishment. So, yeah, I like the idea of this game. We went to the game. Nothing about this was a third-place game. There was some hard tackles. Oh, yeah. A lot of intensity. The crowd was amazing.
0: I think there's a, the people always kind of go back, especially in this day and age, to, like, player safety. There's so many games. Do you really need another match? Right. And you might think a guy like Luka Modric at 37 – wouldn't have played maybe in this game.
1: Ask those players
0: if they want another match. So that's the thing I think to me and I was kind of like you know I'll pull the curtain back a little bit here it's been tough to get tickets right? (laughs) Uh, Especially for us from, from the bosses at ESPN. Uh, there's a pecking Shots order. Fired. No, 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 there's a pecking order. I understand it. They're going to give a ticket to Hugo Sanchez before they're going to give it to you, and they're going to give you a ticket way before they give it to me. So we – and we've been busy, right? Our show comes on after the last game of the
1: day. I think that's it. Last so game don't count yourself short. We're, we're like literally we have right. to be here as soon as the show – or so, as soon but, as the last game is over. When
0: the opportunity to go to the third place game comes around, we were – I don't want speak for you, but we were kind of like, ah, well, should we, da-da-da. And you go, and then you see – the intensity at which Morocco played, right? Croatia. Um, they were in the ref's face every yes. five seconds. Um, maybe that has something to do with the refereeing of this match. Was then you good? see, for me, what was very interesting is the Croatia reaction, the final whistle. The guys were literally on the sideline anticipating the end of the match. They stormed the field as though they'd won the tournament. Uh, I think you very much see the value and the meaning of it there.
1: You've played... Soccer grown up, football grown up. Not very well, but thank you. (laughs) But you've been on plenty of teams. Uh You know what that bond is like. Yeah. Whether it's a youth tournament, whether it's your college tournament, whatever the case may be. The feeling of achieving something together, Mm -hmm. of seeing it out. That's what it's about. Trust me, I am one of those that's like, how many more games do you want a year? How many more games can you squeeze in there? But if there is one thing... When it comes to national teams that you will do whatever for, break your back for, it's the World Cup. Yeah. If you would have said, hey, man, sorry, you can go home after the fourth game or we could extend you by two more games, but you're not going to win the final. Give me those two more games. Like you said, third place just sounds so much better than fourth place. And
0: something that's very fun about third place games, you get a lot of goals over the last 10 World Cups. The third place game averages almost four goals a game, Herc, um, and we got two in the first ten minutes of this one, which really kind of uh, opened up the match. In the end,
1: Croatia wins, deserved. Yeah, deserved for how this game wins. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. One could say, man, Morocco really deserved yeah. to go home with some yeah. hardware. Totally. Really for all they brought deserved to the tournament for all their for fans for what they did the on the tournament. field. There is no team. Mm-hmm. There is no team with the hardest with a harder road to the final. Mm then now, semis, Morocco. Sure, yeah. No, no, to the final.
0: The, well, the, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to nitpick, but they didn't make
1: No, 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 what's I okay, mean? Okay, but right. to get to the final, there is no, because they didn't win. But what I'm saying, there is no team with a harder road because you look at it, they had two semi, mm-hmm. they were one of two semifinalists mm-hmm. in their own group. They had that CONCACAF champion, the team that won CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. Okay. And, Belgium's golden generation. Yep. You beat that, you get out of the group, and who do you, you have to face? You win that group. You win it, by the way, mm-hmm. and you've got to face Spain, a mm-hmm. team that many thought had a chance of winning I this I did. I Cup. picked them as kind of my dark horse. Okay. Gone. Gone. And then after that, it's Cristiano Ronaldo and that wow. very talented Cristiano Portuguese. Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench. And that very talented Portuguese yeah. team. You beat them. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just Kylian Mbappe and the defending champions of the world in France. So... That road to the final, like I said, was the most difficult for anybody by far. It
0: deserved a third-place medal, you're saying. But in the end, I think it Croatia It deserved was, a little ribbon. Right. It, it clearly deserved, You
1: had to tie a bow in it, right?
0: Yeah. Croatia, for me, was clearly the better team tonight. And yeah. I think we also have to acknowledge that they won again on the road. You and I have not been able to be at a Morocco match right. and live that, that fan base. We've heard 90-10. We've heard it's the loudest you've ever heard of a football stadium in a World Cup. This was a third-place match. And what I think would was, you say it
1: was? Maybe 80-20? Because I saw a good section of Croatian fans. The Croatian fans stand out because the uniform is so right. recognizable,
0: and they're all wearing the awesome checkers. Uniform. Yeah, it's, a, it's beautiful. Somebody give me a throw. I would be please. shocked if it wasn't please. more than 80-20, to be honest. Yeah. It felt very much um, Morocco. And I actually think I would have loved to have been there for, not a game that matters because this game mattered, but a, a real knockout game, the round of 16 or the quarterfinal game. Because I did feel like... It was loud, but it wasn't as intense. I think there was a little bit more joy and relaxation right, for the right. Moroccan the fans. Tension but they were loud in the air. They, were yeah. Loud. Yeah. they
1: were very loud. They we, were very loud. We sat in front of a guy who, during the national anthem, was just amazing. Mm-hmm. National anthem, top of his lungs. It was a sight to be seen. Uh, honestly, if I had to do a World Cup ranking of fans, which I may do one day, Ooh, uh, they, good just, segment. Cracked, they like just cracked it. the top five. Okay. Um, let's All talk time. That I've seen. Let's talk man of the match. Uh, sure. Who was it for you? You know, let me explain with my man of the match, okay? Because Kovacic was my favorite player on the field. Yeah.
0: He's got that dog in him, huh?
1: He got that dog in a little yeah. tank, too. Yeah. Uh, and he's so good, so clean on the ball. Like,
0: it's uh, rare you get that guy who's that physical and also that technical. But I didn't pick him. Why?
1: I went Luka Modric. And maybe my heart's taken over here. Yeah, this is like more career achievement. This is maybe me paying my respects to him of what he's done. He had over 90 yeah. percent. Look at 93 percent passing today. He That's was probably a bad
0: over... day at the office for him.
1: <laughs> it may be a bad day at the office, room, but he was all over the yeah. field. Gets in and out of play so quickly, box to box. He's 37 years old and he's playing in the seventh game of the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know how crazy that is? Yeah. You know how crazy that is? We've been here for like what 35 days, 36 days. This this guy's been playing for a good 25 of those, and he's already got seven games. That is insane. Yeah. To... To put in perspective how good this man is, we will probably never see another midfielder of those traits with such quality on the ball, such finesse. Uh, Anytime you see him, he stands out. Right foot, left foot, in, out, turning, cutting, defending, box to box, a presence, leadership, Uh, impact in the final third. He really is a complete player. it's going to be a long time until we see a, play, a player right. with the ability of a Luka Modric. And to, to say we were there, that final game. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah.
0: So you're kind of going career achievement. If I were to think of Croatian, think tournament achievement, I would have to acknowledge a goalie, Dominic Livakovic. Okay. I mean, he was amazing throughout the tournament. He was good. I, I thought maybe on the, action, on the Morocco goal tonight, he might have been a little bit at fault. You didn't see it. So I that way, so, yeah. but against Brazil, 10 saves, the, the heroics and the penalty yeah. shootout. Uh, and it's a guy who, you know, with all due respect to the Croatian league, he's not in one of the biggest nope. leagues in Europe. And Zagreb. it's interesting about Croatia. There's a lot of guys on their roster that not are not at that elite right, level. Right, right. There's six guys or that six play in score. Croatia. He,
1: he's at Zagreb as well.
0: He, he's a Croatian league player. There's guys in like Russia, Greece, Austria. Um which, which drives me to this next question because we kind of talked about it at the stadium. Christian Pulisic right. has, you know, some Croatian background. Of course he does. What kind of minutes do you think he'd get on this Croatian First of team? all, he'd be Pulisic over there. Right, right, right. Not Pulisic. Yeah. Uh,
1: interesting question because yeah. we were asking ourselves that question. I mean, I'm, Listen, if you're playing at Chelsea or mm-hmm. in that roster and, and cracking that lineup, you're probably going to get a shot on the Croatian national team. You yes, just, of course. I think he'd be in the mix. But at the rate that this team plays, with how they all have to be intense on yeah. both sides of the ball, I don't know if Christian's a starter. Really? Yeah. I mean, think about the big impact players who are up front. Mm-hmm. Peticic is probably who we be battling yeah. with, right? And then we
0: saw uh, Mislav Orsic hit that... And then Orsic comes what in. What a goal! Go My goodness.
1: We're not comparing resumes. I'm right. comparing... Intensity of players okay. for the style of Croatia.
0: Right, you just think he might not be the ideal fit for the Correct. way that they play. Correct. He's good enough, of course he's good he's, enough. But like, of course he's okay. good enough. Probably another name to mention too is Vardiol. Uh, who was had, the, a, had the you know the, the nightmare moment in the semifinal, but that beautiful set but Hold piece on and, a second. And he gets the first goal Nightmare
1: there. moment. Sure. Was it really a nightmare moment? Right. It's, it's a nightmare <laughs> because it's Messi who skins you, but you do everything right, everything you're taught to do. Sure. You're just on the on it's, the. You're just on the wrong end of one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Right.
0: Uh, we talk about this all the time in our profession. When you go viral, it can either be really, really good or it can be because really, really bad. Right. In that case, it's, it was bad for Vardial, but had an amazing tournament. It was
1: tournament. bad for Croatia. I mean, yeah. Vardial is still an amazing player. Uh, his goal today, <laughs> they say two headers in the box equals a goal. Yeah. That was such a well-worked yeah. play. Uh, they knew exactly how they are going to execute it in Vardio. I- even the header, it almost started, like, bending, and it was perfectly timed, perfectly executed. All right, uh, let's move on from Croatia. Let's
0: give Morocco their flowers. What's the big lesson learned here from Morocco's run to the semi-final, first ever African team to make it this far in okay. the tournament? I
1: want you to repeat something you said to me before the game kicked off. We were talking about Morocco, and you mentioned something the coach said in the presser.
0: Yes, so uh, Valid Regragi, right? Yeah. He... Um, I, I was asked this question on SportsCenter today, you know, kind of putting put Morocco's yeah, run into context. And he kind of pointed out that Europeans like to think of African teams as these teams that have fun, that play fun soccer, but eventually get knocked out. And he wanted to change that image. He wanted to say, you know, we are going to be different. We're not trying to appease you. We're trying to advance. And it was very clear what their setup was. Um, some might call it negative. Some might call it pragmatic. But it was very effective. They knocked out the teams you mentioned. And then in knockout football, they took down Spain, recent World Cup champion. They took down Portugal, you know, by all, by all measures, uh, powerhouse. Champion. Right. And when it comes to producing talent. So they really, I think, showed... And I think this applies not just to teams from Africa, to teams from Asia, even to teams from North America, like U.S. and Mexico. Pragmatic soccer works in these tournaments. And I know everybody wants to play al 2 x but I don't know that if when you play the big boys, playing al 2 Porto is the way to advance. Right. Do
1: you remember when I spoke about Canada? Mm-hmm. And I said, I honestly think Canada can get out of their group. Mm-hmm. And you asked me why. I was like, well, I think in a tournament setting, they they, they can play a style that's conducive for a tournament setting. Mm-hmm. You have a young team, a fit team. You have a team that can be pragmatic. Can and hit you on the counter. Hit right. you on the counter at pace. They have all those elements, right? they kind of betrayed that with right. John Herdman in this tournament. They tried playing him for two, uh, two for Mostly two. Mostly the
0: Croatia game, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and it hurt them. and hurt them bad. Um Morocco doesn't have, and I say this with all due respect, they don't have that one world-class player. Hakimi's right? pretty good. Okay. Hakimi's on the politics level if you look at it. I mean, think about it. They're, they're, well, let me explain myself. He's got more of a history, Ajax, Champions League, all that. Right. But I'm talking about a, where they are in the last year and a half, two years of trying to crack into that lineup, get playing time. PSG,
0: dive. I mean, that's... that's oh, I'm sorry, you said
1: Hakimi. I'm yeah. ta- yes, you're a correct yeah, I'm ta- yes, yes. yes. Right. yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. No worries. Yeah, you're right, you're right. For a right back, he is world-class. Yeah. So that's one, but that's one. Yeah, your world-class players are right back, right? right? You hate so, right backs. Noted. What position do I play? Right back, It'd got it. Probably be like corners in football. Yeah. Um, nobody cares. <laughs> so what I'm trying to get at is you've got more of a base to go pragmatic, more of a base to go disciplined, and try to nullify an opponent's game instead right. of imposing your game. When, I have to be very careful when I, when I talk about this because you said it right now, negative football. I'm not saying that's negative. No. That's not negative at all. It might not be aesthetically pleasing. To everybody. There are some people who enjoy a team like that. I enjoy seeing a team with that fight, with that commitment, that's technically sound on the ball, but doesn't compromise itself going forward. Picks its spots. Picks its battles. That can do very well in a tournament setting because probably if they they play 34 games in a regular season, if they're a club team, they're probably not going to win a regular season. But... In a seven-game tournament, you can be very effective. So there is something to be said about that.
0: Is this a model for those outside the traditional corridors of power in world football? That's the only way I think. It's only, Okay. It's the only so way. So let's spin it back to because, CONCACAF. But why is it the only way, really quickly? Because you don't have the high-end quality you don't players. Have you don't have the Mbappe's. You don't, don't have
1: the Griezmann's. You don't even have a Giroud. You don't okay. have a Chuameni, You don't have that type of player. Mexico has this pride thing, this ADN, we want to play al tú por tu, And that's
0: why I think they've, they've never gotten to the quarterfinal, right. right, in this run since right. 94, because at the end of the day, when you try to go against the best of the best and you're trying to play their game, 9 out of 10 you're going to lose. Can Mexico change what it does? And more importantly, kind of for a majority of our audience, can the U.S., who I think is trending towards trying to play
1: al tú por tu, can they
0: adjust and become a more pragmatic? Is that actually the best thing well, for American soccer? Well, there are American different ways
1: soccer? of being pragmatic. You can be pragmatic behind the ball, or pragmatic I'm even with the, the, the ball. I'm thinking of the U.S. in this tournament. But they went toe I, to I mean toe with that, England.
0: They went toe to toe with Netherlands. Fine, fine. You know, it's, is that the best way for the U.S.? Uh,
1: they're not there yet. So, it's so not, should they copy they're what Morocco? They're not there yet did? in player pool. Right. You've got some very good players, mm-hmm. and your players are cracking in some very good lineups. But yes. you compare
0: the U.S. pool probably to
1: the Morocco pool, right? Very much so. Very much so. Now, let me compare the Mexican pool to the Dutch pool. Okay? Okay. Because of style. Okay? That pool, historically, with all the world-class players that have come and gone through that pool, they've played their way, their style, and they've come very close, but they've never won a World Cup. Okay. Okay? Mexico is still light years behind the Netherlands in terms of producing and having that type of player. So you must find a formula where you can compete versus those type of players. And I'm not just saying one game. You can win one game. But in a World Cup setting, it's, you've got to at least win or advance in five of those games. Okay, so uh, that's it for the third place game. Croatia
0: 2-1 winners over Morocco. Congratulations to Croatia on finishing third. Congratulations to Morocco on all that they did bring to this World Cup
2: And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jet's Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why?
0: Perk, it is now time to focus on tomorrow's big showdown Argentina versus France in the World Cup final. Argentina seemingly at full strength as they prepare for tomorrow's final against France. Fifth World Cup final for Argentina. Of course, two wins coming back in 1978 on home soil and 1986 in Mexico. Well, this, the Argentinas third star. Will it be Lionel Messi's long-awaited World Cup title? Let's hear from Lionel Scaloni and Dibu Martinez. Match day, minus one.
3: El partido de mañana es... Argentina contra Francia, es indudable eso, más allá de de Messi y Mbappé. Creemos que ambos tenemos las armas necesarias como para que el partido lo puedan decidir otros jugadores y no no necesariamente ellos dos. De nuestra parte, Leo está bien eh, y esperemos que que caiga de de nuestro lado, pero es un partido entre Argentina y Francia y y de sobra hay jugadores que puedan decidir el, el partido. Fue un camino difícil, eh, pero nosotros dijimos después de de Arabia que no íbamos a dejar al país eh, en malas condiciones, que íbamos a dar todo por por jugar una final del mundo eh, y y estamos a un paso. Lo veo feliz, obviamente, como como todo argentino, como se está viendo en la cancha. eh, Yo vi un gran Leo en la Copa América, un, un jugador que la verdad que fue... lo mejor que vi en mi vida en la Copa América, pero eh, en este mundial yo creo que dio un paso más adelante a esa esa Copa América, lo veo mucho mejor físicamente y futbolísticamente y era difícil superar al al Messi de la Copa América. Eh, Lo veo bien y eso eso nos genera genera mucha energía al equipo teniéndolo al mejor eh, con ganas y con alegría, nos ayuda muchísimo.
0: Time now to welcome back to the show, Morena Beltran of ESPN Argentina. More, great to have you, uh, as always, here on Football America. She asked for this, by the way. It's muy
1: cabalera. She's very superstitious, <laughs> yeah. we got
0: to do this again. So yeah. I, I want to actually touch on that first. Uh, you mentioned the term cabala, kind of superstition. Yeah. When you've been on the show, Argentina has advanced. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Is there another cabala with Argentina that, before big games, they like to put out Dibu Martinez in the press conference? Ooh. Because it seems like whenever they throw him out there, They do win.
4: Oh yeah, well, Dibu uh, appeared or uh, uh, was chosen uh, at the uh, last uh, press conference in the Copa América uh-huh. 2021. Mm-hmm. Then the day before, uh, we won the Finalissima. Mm-hmm. And is Italy, yeah. today, is, I think it's not a coincidence, right? Yep. That, that he uh, appears with a, with Escañol to the to the press conference. So maybe yes, they want to respect that. Uh, I think also the the, the jersey on the mm-hmm. on the. That we are going to use uh, are are the same um, at the at the last two games and also we the the times that we use the the alternative mm-hmm. jersey yeah we lose ooh okay so See, that we is use we use los now, detalles, eh? yeah 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 at uh, 90s and 2014 interesting I, yeah so they're going traditional eight, right okay. yeah. So, 78, 80, 86. Those the, are in the classic the blue and whites, and of yeah, course.
0: Uh, so tell me a little bit, because we've had this influx of folks from Argentina over the last, I don't know, couple days kind yeah. of come into the country. Obviously, the fans are very hopeful. There's a, there's a good energy there. What about across the, the way here, just on the other side of that wall, the ESPN Argentina set? How would you describe the confidence level from your colleagues ahead of the final?
4: Uh, the conference
0: confidence que confianza ah. tienen los ah. colegas sí.
4: um, oh i think we have all the confidence yeah. i think we already had it uh, when we lost against uh, south arabian we didn't lose that hope because we we really believe that the that the team has the the weapons as has scaloni said uh, And in every aspect to to be competitive in in the World Cup, in the mental side, in the tactical side, on the physical side, Uh, I think um, we have some issues. I think every every team had it, but I think Argentina is one of the of 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 the best teams. Like, ¿cómo es en la lectura? Reading the game, yeah, like reading the games. I think uh, Argentina now it's it's a uh, it's 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 another team. Like it's more complete. Uh, it has more more elements, uh, and I think that it's very important uh, mm-hmm. See? flexibility.
0: flexibility. Yeah.
4: yeah, like to be uh, flexible. Like, yeah, flexible uh, in in every game.
0: Would you go as far mm. as to say Argentina
1: are favorites tomorrow?
4: Uh, no.
1: No. What, do they feel favorites though? Does Argentina no. feel favorites? No, 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 no.
4: I think uh, no. I think that, like uh, the Scaloni always um, mention, and I think the the message to the to the group is like to to have a low profile, mm-hmm. say like yeah. that. Uh, so I think flying that, under
0: the radar. Right. we kind of yeah. say, Yeah.
4: Okay. That that I think uh, also we we like or the players like when when some when some uh, uh, opponents like uh, um, uh, feel they, themselves. Confidence yep, right, and with right. yeah, with that the strength, I think they they use that uh, against, uh, for example, uh, Netherlands. Mm. And I think it's like uh, combustible.
1: Yeah, it's it's like that fire, that gas. It's, that a, motivator. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's, it's a, a motivator. Yeah, motivator for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm just curious. Curious. Uh, when it comes to the fan base, yeah, is there a, there's not that confidence you said, but is there a sense of maybe nervousness, like oh man, this has to be it. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I think uh,
4: this team uh, has achieved something that in, in football, in soccer, is, it's really difficult. And it's like uh, to value the process. Mm-hmm. I think um, we are all proud uh, for what Argentina made in this World Cup. I think um, the fans, the people that came here, we are... We are uh, really proud of this team and we feel that uh, union yeah the, that yeah. union uh, like like in 2014 or maybe before it's like that connection is really strong and i think uh, they achieved something that maybe w- would be uh, or it's it's something better for the pressure because i think of of course they have pressure mm-hmm. of course but they are going to be uh, on the pitch like saying okay we we did a it would work here right so france has a
0: lot of Injury issues, yeah. health issues. Argentina seems pretty healthy, but one yeah. player that you have mm. highlighted that you said is very important is Ángel Di Maria. Yeah. What's the latest with him, and what do you expect his role to be tomorrow?
4: Oh, I think, yeah, uh, Di Maria, it's it's really important for the team. I think it it would be a, a a mental match, I think, if Argentina want to uh, to, to beat uh, France in how do you say Pulseada.
1: In the moments. Yeah,
4: yeah. In, in the moments, uh, Di Marlies, it's very special because we need that weapon uh, to hurt them. Because um, France has a weakness mm-hmm. and a real strength on on his left side, Okay. right? Because Mbappe is is uh, doesn't go back. And I think Argentina has to have someone with Hernandez. Like always, when, they, when he received the ball, he he attacked him. And I think Di Maria is the perfect player. But I also think Scaloni would want to make uh, to to add another another defender.
1: Is he fit? Is pass? Angel Di Maria fit enough to start? Yeah.
4: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. He's 100% uh, in, but I think it's a tactical decision. Uh, today, Scaloni uh, proved uh, uh, again t- two teams. The first one with with Lisandro Martinez, right, and the second one with Di Maria.
1: Just going back to what you said about uh, Killing Mbappe's side. Uh, actually, Rio Ferdinand. It was this week that explained that he feels. It's actually on that left-hand side with oh. Mbappe and Theo Hernandez, yeah. where they can hurt this French team because of those spaces you just said. Kylian Mbappe and will afford. Real it. quick, Theo Hernandez is one of the guys that's carrying a knock
0: He's coming big, into his this knee. Oh, yeah, in knee, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Di Maria would be would be really important. I don't know if if finally Scaloni would make a, uh, will will bid for a a, a, a third. Yeah. Center center back. So
0: let's let's back. assume here that the whites are Argentina. I think ah, the okay. blues are France. Okay. Uh, the dark blues. So if this is Argentina, what setup do you expect? Because we have seen both two center backs mm. and three center backs.
4: Oh, I think uh, Argentina. Uh, if if Lisandro Martinez plays, uh, that I think today is is the uh, like the the option that sounds. Like, Most possible. Yeah, more possible. I think, of course, will be uh, another center back. And I think Argentina will, uh, again, your friends, um, um, Acuna and Molina. <laughs> That's right. That's
1: left-hand side.
4: Yeah, would have a, a really important
1: uh, role, right? Okay. So if it's three center backs, yeah. you have uh, Otamendi, you have Lisandro, you have Romero. Romero. Perfect. Yeah. We're, we're fine there. Okay. Okay. Angel Di Maria has no place if it's three center backs, is what no. you're telling me. Okay, mm-hmm. so Angel Di Maria would be out. Yeah, that is one.
4: That that that's one option. I think. Oh, I think that that the best would be that Di Maria plays, so it would be like this. And Leo, so, and Leo with freedom here, but it would be more like this if Di right. Maria plays, right? And he can. They can make that to one with. With Molina and Anteo, or have someone that you know that will always attack and make and makes uh, makes the defense suffer. Which right?
0: which setup helps you contain Mbappe more? Right. Two center backs or three center backs?
4: Oh, that's that's the the point I think. Right? Uh, I think Scaloni uh, uh, he decides uh, on the on, on this um, tactical. Yeah. Setup. Yep. Yes. Setup. Formation. Yeah. Thank you. Setup, <laughs> because I think uh, he believes that maybe uh, 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 France can make some damage with with that. Uh, Uh, 3rd midfielder that could be Griezmann, right? Right. But he also uh, makes some movements over here with Dembélé. So maybe I think if they have Shirou, they have Dembélé, here is Griezmann, and here is Kylian Mbappé, I think he wants wants an extra defender for for this situation this situation that Lisandro Martinez and Kuti Romero are really aggressive, so maybe if they they can do like man-to-man, and you have here this help if Kylian Mbappé comes here or Dembele, of course, come here, they have this help, right?
1: Okay. Now, one of the ways that Argentina hurt Croatia was they went four at the back? Four at the back. Four across. Yeah. And it was two up front, right? And these four here were central players. Yeah. Enzo, McAllister, DePaul, uh, Paredes. um, Yes, on Paredes. So they almost sat and protected, which gave Leo the freedom because Julian would come back and help as well. Of course. That's how they hurt. That's how they got the best out of Leo Messi. How can you get the best to hurt? france oh i think that that setup
4: was because croatia has like a strong midfield right yeah 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 a really strong midfielder. yeah you can see that uh, De Paul and, and Alexis tried. Of course, in, in some in some situations they have to go with the with the lateral.
1: Yes, the, the pullback.
4: <laughs> with the pullback, um, but they uh, they always try to be with the with the with Brozovic, Modric, and Kovacic. Uh-huh. They try to uh, have people here with Julian also. Messi, I, I, I don't count him. Right. But he always He's roaming. Yes. Yeah. But with Julian too. But they want, uh, they want to have so much people here, so they Protect they don't. That zone. Yeah, yes. yeah. So they don't have freedom in this area. But the, Kovacic played an amazing an amazing match for me, and they still hurt us. But I think the plan was that, that And you see, like uh, Tagliafico and Molina had the the, the la tarea.
1: Yeah, they had the, their homework the job. Yeah, the yeah. job,
4: the job to go uh, right th- directly with the. For example, if the if the um, uh, I don't know um, winger. Yeah, the winger went inside. They 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 didn't come with the winger. They have to wait and come with him, right. and then the, they they make this movement with, with paredes between the 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 center backs the because they wanted to have always superiority here. Right. They didn't want to. So I think that. Croatia was punctual, but today I think Argentina could have superiority in the in the midfielder more easily because they have Shawmany and Rabiot or Shawmany and Fofana only. So I think this this three-two uh, could be easier to find, right? Right, right? Also with with Leo coming there. So and and also you have and that's really important. I think you have uh, like this. You have the Lisandro Martinez and Cuti Romero. They are really aggressive with this, with mm. their paces and, and their, they, they go with the ball. And, and I think that that is a solution for the midfielders too. You have Enzo a, a little bit more um, advanced. Yeah, advanced. That if he plays between the, the center backs, right? So I think Argentina with with this setup, uh, I think it has a, a re- really good matches. Good work.
0: I'm not exaggerating when I say we are right next to the ESPN Argentina <laughs> you set. You can hear them. You can no, kind of, uh, no, you, yeah, you can hear you them bleeding through our microphones a little bit. Let's talk about Messi, um, because I feel like, especially for people from Argentina and really all over the world, there's a natural, obvious comparison to Diego Maradona. If Argentina win tomorrow, does Messi reach Maradona's status in Argentina?
4: Oh, I think he already reached it. Really? Yeah, I really think. I think that... Uh,
0: Is that a generational thing? Or?
4: It's generational, and I think... Um, like it's it's uh it's also time that put the things in the right place or uh,
0: perspective yeah, right? yeah yeah it
4: helps you to have perspective and i think the ones that didn't value and appreciate leo with time they learn to do it uh, i think if someone want to make that comparison in a negative sense it's because they want to to have attention right they want to have a, a little bit of camera and and
1: And they're probably living in the
4: past,
0: really, I right? I mean, leaving... He's already
1: achieved everything he can achieve. If you think about it, the only yeah. missing right now is the World Cup.
4: Yeah, and and it's like a little. It's been on the on the. Top, Topes, yeah, yeah uh, like for 15 years.
0: Right, it's so, crazy.
4: Yeah, if you can't recognize it, and if you think you have to choose between one or the other, you are blind, and and you 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 don't want your country because it's it's, it's a, a, a huge privilege right. that we have to have Maradona and Leo uh, in our in our country.
0: I have a couple, my best friends. Two of my best friends in the world. I know, Herc, it's hard for you to, to imagine that I have friends. <laughs> they're from Argentina, right? They're, okay. they're in the United States, but they're from Argentina. Okay. And both of them, they're, they're my age, so they really didn't have, shout-out Nico, shout-out to Sebi. Uh-huh. Este, they didn't really have Maradona. They didn't really live 86.
1: No, but if you're Argentine, yeah. you have
0: Maradona. No, 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 but right? I know, but they didn't really, they right, didn't right, live that, right, so right. to say. And for a long time, these two guys were very, very critical of Messi and and there was always oh. that comparison, but to your point, I think that criticism has died down a lot in I, recent years. I,
1: I don't know if you'd agree with this, but Messi also, Messi sometimes doesn't feel Argentine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, no. and, and let me be respectful with okay. this, okay? Argentines and world football, they have a certain swagger to them, a certain belief. There's a certain reputation that comes with the Argentine footballer. Messi's always been anti that, so. They've called him pecho frio. They've said that he's lukewarm with the blood, like right. it doesn't course through his veins like a normal Argentine. Yet we see how he acted after the Netherlands game. He are like, right. that's, that's the Messi I want. That's the Messi I want to see. But he's just done things differently for 15 years yeah, I mean, and at the top for 15 years. And in a way, with all due respect to Maradona, that's been drama-free. That's been
0: free of controversy. Beyond, I just think in the comparison, too, Maradona's career was amazing but if, you, if we compare certainly at the club level and even at the international level it was, it was a much briefer window right. the high was great right. but, but it, I mean what Messi has done he's been literally if you go back the, the Ballon d'Ors, he finishes in the top three and the first time is
1: 2007 right. that was 15 and years ago then, and he's he just, still there he just dropped out of the top I think 10 for the first time in 15-something years. And he'll be right back there. Listen, he'll be right uh, back there. You can see World Cup games played, most goals for Argentina, uh, most goals for Barcelona, most goals in La Liga. Every record. Every record you can possibly think of, he has. It's in his name. The only thing missing for those naysayers mm-hmm. is the World Cup. But once he has that World Cup, we're not talking Maradona. We're not just talking Maradona. The comparisons would be all-time for yeah. everybody, yeah, I think, I
4: think uh, Leo and Diego are the perfect example that we can have uh, different gods. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like. I like that. Yeah, because they have really different personalities. I think Diego uh, always has had that spirit, as of uh, of justice, of want to to fight for the best of the country. And we can't we can't forget that Argentina in that World Cup, they were there were a lot of, how do say, guerra war were yes. a lot of war problems it was another world we have that that issues with England no. so it was like the the rep, the full representation of a, of an entire country like making revenge with Diego and Diego with that spirit and personality that he wants to fight them he wants to be on, on the name of them of them so he made the the, the hand of God, yeah. not not for for any reason. So I think they have a really different personality. I think uh, Leo, it's also really valued and recognized because of of his personality also. Uh, and I think we, we don't have to to compare them. It, we have always that that uh, need of of compare if someone has to do uh, on on the, another way. No, let let, <laughs> let them be the way they are because they are the best. Enjoy. Them, right? Yeah, just yeah. the way they they are, and I think um, I repeat, maybe um, uh, what make noise are the the criticise, uh, but I think in Argentina they they've always been the less the less right the the less crowd that criticise Leo. They've been I the
0: think. minority. The right? minority. Yeah,
4: yeah. I th- I really think we are uh, uh, we are. Really, really enjoying him, and we always did, and we always support him, and we always been really proud, and we all, and we cried when he uh, he won he left the, the the national team, and and we are if if we want Argentina wins the, this title, of course is because our country, of course we want another star here, mm-hmm. but it's for him. We right. we want that Argentina m- makes it because of of Leo Messi, no doubt. So
0: I think. I think I got this right. He's played in six international. This will be his sixth international This yeah, will be his sixth. Uh, with Argentina. <laughs> He's only won one of the first five. But before I ask you this, I want to ask you this. Hmm. Does that matter tomorrow? Does, does that history matter tomorrow? Pesa?
1: It does for the players. Really? Yeah.
0: In a good way or a bad way? Like, does it motivate the Argentina well, players good, to win If you have Hesse? a good
1: record, I'm sure it'll leave you a little bit more settled. Okay, But if you've got a negative record, and I don't care who you are, that's going to weigh on you. You're going to think about that. Now, the
0: last one they played and
1: they won. They did. Does that, they did. Does now, that matter more heavy. than the now, one out of five? Of, of, yes, because it's the most recent, mm-hmm. right? A lot you, of the same you, guys. And you could even say the finalissima with yeah. Italy. You can say, we've got some momentum going yeah. here. If you're Messi or a Messi detractor, you will point out or should feel that in those finals he's played, he's never really been a factor on the score sheet. Never taken over. That that doesn't mean he didn't play well. You could argue that 2014, that was Messi's tournament, and Messi's teammates let him down. And it's a team sport, and I understand that, but you could argue there's no way you can argue that with that performance alone. But the reality is 2007, they got lost 3-0. He was a teenager, lost 3-0 to Brazil Mm. in the the Copa América. Two penalty kick shootouts, a World Cup versus Germany, and then it is this Copa América that they win, but Messi doesn't really factor in the score sheet, right? So you have to assume if they do something, lift that trophy, it's del pie izquierdo de Messi. It's because mm-hmm. Messi's left foot in some way, shape, or form. You have to assume that. But if you're Argentine, I would imagine it still weighs on you because of that history. Does,
0: do you think it matters for the players ahead of tomorrow's game?
1: Yeah, but I think in a
4: positive way, right? I think I, I listened to her, Patricia Bra, saying something that for me was... Marvellous, what excellent! And he said, "I think Argentina players are ready to die in field because of Leo Messi right, for him, for him, yeah, Yeah. for Leo Messi." And I think that's that's the 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 reflect of what's going on because uh, you you see them, you you saw the the, the celebration right there, uh, in the moment that the the Copa America finished, yeah. like the, the even Messi. Neymar with Messi, yeah, yeah, but they were like. He was crying, and they were all... All together with with him, they 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 went running to, to to hug him and celebrate with him. So I think it's an extra motivation uh, for their for their partners. I agree that um, Messi didn't play the the best final with Brazil against Brazil, and I think the team like went there and said, okay, yeah, my the, captain can yes, have yes. A, a, a a bad a bad match. They uh, but here in in the World Cup was really different. I think Messi was. A, a key in every game yeah, in every absolutely. game yeah he it's was been a like, factor so far yeah in yeah he he solved the matches uh, well, of course i i don't think like with uh, that figure it's like uh, the, the the one that saves the team because i think the team went with him and but i think he solved them so i think he have a really different workout of course he he can uh, or oh, he he can have tomorrow a uh, normal, uh, normal uh, uh, performance or a bad performance. Right. I, I, I hope not. But I think the Argentina team is ready. won't care as long as I they win, I, right? I think the team is ready to <laughs> respond. Yeah.
0: Hi, right, Morena Beltran. It's been great having you here oh, on Football Americas. Uh, I hope the Cabala continues for uh, for not Please. just for you, for our colleagues over there, and uh, for my my good buddies from Argentina as well. Thank you so, so much for thank the time. You,
4: thank you so much, guys. And I hope you invite me when we come back to normality.
0: Of course, of course, (laughs) you are always welcome, always Uh welcome here on Football Américas. Morena Beltrán, you can uh, find her on social media and also catch her fine work, if you're ever down in Argentina, on ESPN Argentina. So uh, here's a look at the fewest shots allowed entering the final in men's FIFA World Cups going all the way back to 1966. That seems like a... Wow, I would not, not
1: have pegged this Argentina to be in that situation. Okay.
0: All right. Let's uh, talk France, and they've got some health issues. Rafael Varane and Ibrahim Konate are back in training despite uh, suffering from flu-like symptoms. Uh, Kingsley Coman still isolated. Of course, Diop, Mecano and Adrian Rabiot, they missed the semifinal. They seem recovered. Let's hear now from Didier Deschamps and Hugo Lloris from today's press conference. Merci de prendre soin de
1: de moi. Je vais bien.
0: En ce qui concerne les joueurs, écoutez, uh
3: je suis parti assez tôt ce matin donc euh, ils étaient tous
0: euh, en train de dormir donc je n'ai pas les dernières infos Euh, on fait en sorte de gérer euh, au mieux dans la la tranquillité par rapport aux différentes situations qui ne sont pas similaires mais il y aura des données aujourd'hui évidemment, j'en aurai Euh, j'ai pas plus de nouvelles que que hier soir, j'ai croisé personne ce matin au au petit déjeuner tout le monde est encore en, en chambre Euh, mais certainement que vous aurez plus d'infos euh, d'ici le, le prochain entraînement. Et, euh, et concernant le virus, euh, écoutez, on n'est jamais préparé à, à ce genre de choses, mais euh,
4: on essaie de, on essaie de se préparer de, de la
0: meilleure des façons, tout simplement. Euh, euh, c'est des aléas euh, auxquels on n'était pas forcément préparé. All right, so they're the words of the French manager and the French goalie. Uh, worth noting as well, we kind of talked about it with Morena. Uh, Teo Hernandez is not the only one with, aside from the flu like right. symptoms, uh, an injury issue. Uh, Aurelien Chouameni as yeah. well. So, I mean, you start adding those names up, and that's a huge chunk of this French it's squad, insane. especially if you talk about the defense, right? Uh, Teo Hernandez, and then I think of the five guys who have been reported to have flu-like symptoms over the last five days three of them have started at least one game in the french defense in this tournament the, the idea that this french
1: defense is going to be anywhere close to hundred percent i think is kind of far-fetched the midfield as well because rabiot missed uh, time yep. last game so yep. l- let me let me explain why this is relevant at all um the one place i thought they had an advantage and for sure was in how fresh they would be Seb. you look at them having the luxury of resting a majority of their players versus Tunisia, right? They had that luxury and now it's taken away from them by illness. And so, well, it's just a cold. Well, whatever. It's just a little flu, whatever. It's just a stomach bug. No, what happens is when you're injured like that, or excuse me, when you're sick like that, you're depleted physically, you're dehydrated. So now something they had going in their favor against Argentina is now going against them. This is, a, this is big, and, it, and it's unfortunate, because you want to see the best players in a final.
0: Yeah, so uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, we were, we were hoping to have Julian Laurent on. He got caught up at the stadium after the, the third-place match, he's not going to be able to join us. He sends his regrets. Uh, but we, we got plenty to talk about when it comes to France. Of the guys who are out, sick, whatever you want to call it, who for you would be, like, the biggest worry from a France perspective? Too many. Really? Yeah. 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 He's been good. He's Big been goal against England. Yeah. No, he's just
1: been very good. Like, think about it. You're thinking, who's going to replace Pogba? You know, you're thinking, like, who's that?
0: Kante, right? Kante that midfield, in the center yeah. midfield.
1: Like, it, it's been too many. And yeah. he's been so good. And what was, for Didier Deschamps, an understudy role, for him to be ready for 2026 turned into a prime role, and you're a contributor in 2022. I really feel if you compromise that center of the midfield, we don't know how Rabiot is going to come back, if he's fully fit or whatnot. But you're asking a lot more of Griezmann. Right. You're asking a lot more of whoever's next to Griezmann. It it just feels like, especially, and I fully anticipate Scaloni trying to make them stronger in the midfield. And the way that Argentina's playing in the midfield, for me, it's been their strength, obviously. I mean, they're throwing, like, they're just throwing bodies at it, right? It's a numbers game at some point, DePaul, like, that's a lot to, to try to be, that's a lot to try to deal with. They're overpower anybody.
0: So as far as Lionel Messi is concerned, you're not going to stop him entirely. One, because he's just going to get on the ball a lot. Like yeah. he, has a, he has a penchant for getting on the ball in dangerous spots. What can France do who's ultimately responsible
1: for, for limiting him? You know what? It's funny. Now that, you, now that you say that and I'm thinking about it, France has always been the team to, at least when they score, they just sit back. And they've scored early a lot. Right. But they sit back. Yep. So who knows if if that sitting back was already by design, right? But if you sit back on Leo Messi, do you, is that really what you want to do? Do you just want to invite I, one of the best players to ever play the game to not have to work off the ball and just get the ball and go at you? The, the best I can answer dictate, that question. Get the ball and pull the string. You know what I mean? The
0: best I can answer that question is thinking what Mexico did against Messi. And the reality
1: is people could say it worked for an hour. I think it surprised Argentina, and that's why it worked. But eventually, who broke them down? It was Um, Messi. And you could say it's a moment of brilliance, but it really was just an opportunity. It really just was a look that Messi took advantage of, because that's who Messi is. Like, we're going to focus a lot on Messi. The
0: the whole conversation tomorrow is going to be Messi. But something that you just mentioned with More was very interesting. You talked about in 2014, right? I'll give you you your flowers. That it was his teammates that let him down. If there's one guy I'm circling on Argentina to not let Messi down. And if what I've seen from the don't tournament gives it. me an indication, don't it's Julian Alvarez. It. Don't say it. Two goals in the Why? semi, four goals. Why? Let the kid be. Do you think he's positioned well to attack this French defense? Do you think he's, he's the right
1: guy for yes. the job? Yes, because I don't think his best traits have been the goals he scored. Okay. Okay? Does that sound weird? Yes. Because he's got four of them, right? Totally. Yeah. Some big ones. Short, big moments. Right? Maybe not big goals. we are like, oh, my goodness, world-class goal. You know what I mean? Think about it. Against Australia, they, 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 literally the goalkeeper comes out, he scores The one. run against Croatia was pretty sweet. Poland, Poland was a good finish. Uh, the, one against Cro- the run against Croatia was should never happen, <laughs> if you think about it. Let me be honest. Give the guy some credit. No, I'm giving him credit. This right. is me giving him credit. But why do these things happen? This is I'm trying to get there. Why do they happen?
0: Because everybody's probably locked in on Messi or what?
1: No, because he works his tail off. Right. He is so intelligent in the way he pressures you, so intelligent in the way he does things for the team, on and off the ball. When he doesn't have the ball, he'll literally sit with a six. He will block that passage so Messi doesn't have to, so Messi is conserving his energy. So right there, he's already doing something that previous partners haven't. He's given Messi an out. He can score you that goal, but that's not why he's valuable here. Right. He's valuable to his Argentinian team for so many different reasons, and that's what I was trying to get at. You look at his goals, with the exception of the Poland goal, which I thought was a very good goal, the rest of the goals come in a circumstantial way, and, but that's the way it's supposed to come when you're working that way, when you are at Julian Alvarez. If you get those kind of goals, it's because you're doing the right things off the ball when you don't have the ball.
0: So after the group phase, and probably even after the round of 16 when he's got Five goals through the first four games. I think most people would have looked at this France team and said, if they win the World Cup, not just Golden Boot, but Golden Ball, best player. That's what they're playing for right now. Goes to Kylian Mbappe. Well, they're both playing for that. Well, hold on though. Is there a case to be made when it comes to France that it's not Mbappe, that it's actually Antoine Griezmann? I'll tell you why. There's a a case. Okay. There's a case for me. I'll just before I throw it to you. Go ahead. A, the best example of that case, or the strongest point in that case, the, the games get harder as you go on. And I think if you look at the quarterfinal and the semifinal... Best player. And so that, to me, is where he's, he's caught up to Mbappe, at least in the golden ball conversation.
1: Absolutely. And he's been very good in a different position for Didier Deschamps. I would say he's been like heroic in the way that he covers he all Morocco, of this ground. Against Morocco, you saw Griezmann clearing balls out, like in his own box. Yep. It, the, the work rate was impressive. And, and listen, I'm not talking about the technical ability or, or things that he does in the box, because you already know this about Griezmann. What didn't you know about Griezmann, that he had that in him, to put in a shift like that, to play like that in the center of the midfield, to dictate defensively a team, a team's shape? rescue your team at times. He's shown you that. And if you're looking at the hardest games you just mentioned, the quarterfinal and the semifinal, well, he's been better than Kylian Mbappe. But when you choose these prizes, what do you go for? A lot of times people go for star power and statistics. And who has the star power and the statistics? Statistics. Between those two, very clearly Mbappe. He has both. Right. So Kylian Mbappe today, everybody's talking about... Could be the second World Cup that he has, and he's only 23 years old. Yep. He's already got five goals. He leads the tournament five goals, two assists, okay? He also caused both goals against Morocco, by the way, okay? If he has whatever type of act that he has, and he scores a goal, I don't care what happens. He scores a goal, France wins, he will be your golden ball. I don't see how they don't give it to him. So,
0: to the idea you threw out there, like... If France wins, and if Mbappé has two World Cups before turning 24, he's on a trajectory, he's at a table that only one player has ever truly been at before. And actually, I think there's even a difference between in, him and Pelé, because if we go back to 58-62 with you, Pelé... Are you
1: going to trash the players in his era? No. Okay. No, no, no. I'm going to say that Pelé's 62
0: World Cup was not dominant in the way that Messi's second World Cup was he was hurt. Okay. He was injured. Like Brazil wins 62. Yeah, no, Mbappe. You said Messi. Oh, sorry. Yes. So Pele wins 62. Of course, he's, he, he gets the title. He's part of the team. Yeah, yeah. But they kind of do it in the later stages without him. Right, right. Mbappe, that's not going to be the case with Mbappe, no, no. right? So he's at, an, he's at a table all by himself. Yeah. And even the other guy at the table, he has something over him. Yeah. So when we he scored saw, four last World Cup. He's got five this World Cup. But he's still only. 23, is it too soon, because we're about to say goodbye to Messi, right, at this level, is it too soon to start having the Kylian Mbappe, forget greatest French player of all time you'll add that up at the end of his career but now to put him in the greatest of all time conversation if they win.
1: I will say this the best football is not played in the World Cup Okay? That's the larger platform, but the best football is not played in the World Cup. The best football is played in the Champions League. Okay? How many Champions Leagues does Kylian Mbappe have? How many did Pelé have? And people put him in the GOAT conversation anyway. Okay. Look at Maradona's Fine. club accomplishments. Fine. But... but Messi, a lot of people consider him the GOAT. Right? Right. Because you of, can hang that on statistics. A lot statistics. of people lot ha- consider Cristiano Ronaldo one of the best of all time. So... Why do they consider? Because they've seen him do it in Europe, seen him dominating Europe for so long. This is the next thing he has to conquer, which is European football, at the Champions League, which he's going to be well on his way to doing. If we're being honest, right? Right.
0: I mean, he's at. He's at. One of the biggest clubs now, probably the biggest spending club, and the club he's linked to all the time is Real Madrid, who do nothing but hang banners, in the especially Champions. in the Champions League. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Sorry, producer Beto Barcelona. <laughs> it. <laughs> it did hurt him a lot. Look at him. He's in the corner, crying. Um, Mbappe wins this. He's already with that asterisk okay. in that table. The asterisk being you collect, you hang up a few Champions League banners, and you're also consistent. Now, unfortunately for him and Erling Mm Haaland, unfortunately for Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo have been so good, so dominant for 15 years, unless you do it close to a decade, people are just going to forget. Right. The bar is so impossibly high. What Cristiano and Messi have done is practically making it impossible for guys like Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland in the European level. Right. You have to be dominant for a decade at least if you want people to forget about these two. So we were talking with More about, you know, if the
0: history for Argentina in finals, whether we look at it as their record with Messi in finals or literally just the Copa America last summer, if that weighs in on tomorrow's game, we expect an atmosphere in a crowd tomorrow that will be very pro-Messi Yes. Pro Argentina. Pro
1: is the way to put it. Yeah.
0: Do you think
1: that that will have an impact on tomorrow's game? I thought the 2014 crowd was very pro Argentina as well. Right? Did an impact in the way one would think. It's going to be tense. There are certain certain tensions that play in your favor. Certain tensions that can go in your I can go against you. Let's be honest. You talk about Mexico. Why was that Mexico game so difficult in the first 60 minutes for Argentina?
0: Because Mexico had literally every human being on the field behind the ball.
1: Besides that, it was how tense it was leading up to that. Coming off the loss. They're done. They're done. Their workup's over. The tension is all we heard about when we spoke to our colleagues. The tension. The tension. The people who were at the stadium. The tension. The tension. It wasn't until that first goal went in that it was released. It could be something like that tomorrow where it's the tension that builds, that mounds, that makes difficult, that makes it very difficult for Argentina.
0: Is there also something to be said from the French perspective about kind of having been there, done that? We know, I, I've spoken to Julian, uh, I forget if it was on this show, I think he mentioned it on this show, but he also mentioned it on ESPN FC. There, there's not a huge... France contingent, as far as fans go, that have traveled to this tournament. But even if you just look very recently at the semifinal, they literally played an away match. Not literally, figuratively played an away match against Morocco. And it didn't seem to bother them. I think it's not, there's no way it's going to be, if it was 90-10 Morocco v. France in the semifinal, I don't think it's going to be more than that Argentina over France in the final. So they should be comfortable playing effectively away from home, right?
1: I feel they will be more comfortable than Argentina. I mean, you, you have to assume they're already coming off a uh, winning a World Cup. Mm-hmm. They made it to the final again. They're, out of the two, the team that's dealt with the last drama this tournament. Mm-hmm. With less drama this tournament, I should say. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say they have less to lose because you're losing a World Cup and everybody wants to win a World Cup. Right. But out of the two, they're not behind the eight ball like Argentina. Think about Argentina. Argentina doesn't win this 2022 and Leo Messi's gone. When's the next time you think they're they're thinking they're gonna win? They are feeling they're going to win. If it's not with Messi, if it's not with one of the greatest, the greatest of all time, when's the next time they have a chance to win? So there is definitely more pressure on Argentina.
0: All right, so we are definitely anticipating the final. France versus Argentina tomorrow. And we will of course be covering it for you right here on Football Américas. Of course, the World Cup put on by FIFA. Uh, And we'll get to what FIFA's president has been saying in just a little bit, but uh, here's a look. The most consecutive final appearances on the men's side of World Cup history. And of course, France has now made it to -to back-to-back finals in 2018 and 2022. The aforementioned Gianni Infantino. He has ideas, lots of them. And he was talking about them today. Key amongst them, expanding FIFA's Club World Cup. He wants to take it to 32 teams, or 32 teams in 2025. Let's hear more details from the FIFA Preds. You certainly
4: remember, we had agreed a few years ago to have a- a new men's World Cup with 24 teams who should have taken place in 2021. Uh, this event was uh, postponed because of COVID. Uh, the new men's
3: Club World Cup will therefore take place in 2025 and will feature 32 teams, the best teams in the world. Of course, the details, the location and so on still need to be discussed, agreed, and decided, but the 32-team tournament will uh, go ahead, making it really like a World Cup, like this World
0: Cup of 32. All right, Herc, a 32-team FIFA Club World Cup. Are you cool with it? That's, what do you think, three weeks out of your schedule? 32-team tournament? I mean,
1: this is a 32-team tournament. It lasted a month. We've been here 35 days. For us, I mean, those players have probably been here for, what, 20-something days? So, yeah, let's say three weeks, right? If you can squeeze it in, let's say three weeks.
0: Sure, if you're not one of the teams that makes the final, semifinal, whatever, yeah.
1: Whatever. Okay. Let's say you're a high-caliber European team, Mm -hmm. okay? So we're talking about whatever league you got, right? We're talking about, let's say you're in the Premier League. Right. FA Cup, Caribou Cup. Champions League, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then let's go national team for these players. You have the UEFA Nations League. Mm-hmm. You have the Euros, and the World Cup. <laughs> That's eight competitions you're in, in a year. Plus whatever friendly Super Cup, Community, cu- community Shield, whatever you wanna throw in there, mm-hmm. this new Super League they wanna try out. If I'm a player, And you can say what you want. Oh, they're players. They they should play more games. One, where's my cut of this? Two, what do you think I'm made of? Right. Like, this is just inviting more injury. This is just a way to break players down and make money off of them.
0: What if I told you, Herc, the plan is to play in the United States? Does that change your opinion?
1: No. No. It doesn't change my opinion. I mean, yeah. Think about it. It'll be great for the teams that are here in the States or, or down in CONCACAF, but what about all these other teams? You're yep. just going to add on a trip like that? It, look, it, it's... In theory, sure, do it. Get rid of the Nations League. Right. Sure, do it. Get rid of uh, uh, an internal competition for a league or two. You've got to sacrifice something, You've got to sacrifice a lot. Right. You've got to sacrifice a lot. And at some point, these players have to get equity from FIFA. Right. Not from their teams... From FIFA. Their teams pay their salaries. What is FIFA paying for this? Yeah. Well, I, th- I, th- I feel bad kind of
0: throwing cold water on this idea because I think there's something to be said about... Because you just your example was Premier League, UEFA. It's very Eurocentric. And I think a lot of times when we think of the game, we do kind of focus our attention go, on Europe. Go to CONCACAF if you want only. Right. Not to say that they just took away one competition is all you did for me. Right. But no, no, no. What I'm saying is like we think about it and we think like why... Well, I- I think there's growth, like, we'll get to MLS, Liga Mekis. There's potential for growth from El Rose playing against kind of good teams. The reality is, I think, a Liverpool, a Man City, they're not bringing a good team to this, right? If they're forced to play in this, it's going to be a glorified ICC, which the ICC is a cool event. We love to have it in the United States. It, It packs stadiums. You can't deny that. People pay top dollar for those tickets, and maybe they will, but I think... It's not what's best for the competition. It's not what's best yeah. for the athlete. And from a FIFA perspective, it's just more cash grab. And I'm so tired of the, of the greed of this organization. It's, like, overwhelming at times. <laughs> That's what this is to me. This is nothing more than a, a cash grab. A, oh, wait, they make a lot of money on Champions League and we don't? Well, let's make our own, like, watered-down, global Champions League, and then we'll collect the cash from it. Like, it's okay. Other people can make money on you soccer, too. You know what too. this is, right?
1: Oh, you said no to the Super League? Right. right. We'll,
0: make, we'll make one. We can find something. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, just another thing I, I would like to point out here. Gianni Infantino. So many ideas. I think one thing he forgets is he's also in charge of the women's game. I think that's actually a problem. I think FIFA being in charge of the women's game is damaging to the women's game. He spent all this time trying to cook up this, this men's club World Cup. You know, you know who could use a, world, a club World Cup? The women. Right. That, that would be much more beneficial to the women's game than this would be to the men's game. Right. And he's, oh, we're going to start it. We're going to do it then. Uh, mañana, mañana, mañana. No, no, no. Focus there. Build it there. Fine. Focus a little bit on the women's game in any other way. Like, we, how long have, have we known this World Cup's going to be in Qatar? Yeah, for 12 years. 12 years? years? Yeah. When, when it comes to a women's World Cup, we find out two, three years ahead of time. That's embarrassing. and And for all of the focus... And I get we're at the Men's World Cup right now, it's fine. But when you're the FIFA president, you gotta talk about everybody. And it's clear what the priorities are here. It's not football, it's profit. And it's over and over and over again. And I'm sorry, uh, the face of FIFA corruption may well be set bladder, but the face of FIFA greed, it's Gianni Infantino, bottom line. All right, speaking of the FIFA Club World Cup, we do have one, not with 32 teams, Herc. A much smaller tournament, and we finally know where it's going to be played. That's right, the 2023 FIFA Club World Cup will be played. Oh, some more momentum for Morocco in Morocco on February 1st through the 11th. Not the first time. No, the third time they did it uh, in 2013 and 2014. Now it will be the first time. Hercules Gomez.
1: Of there we Sounders go. Sounders TV. Woo! There, them boys. You like that? Go ahead. World Cup. Who do you have in the World Cup? Um, France. France? Yeah. I got Jamaica. They're still in, right? <laughs> set, set that up. Me versus Roche. France. You you could ask. You can ask. We
2: could set a little thing up on stake. Are you rolling with Roche? Are you rolling with Drake? I'll take Argentina. He'll take France. I'll, I'll
0: take
1: France.
2: And and we'll
0: and we'll and we'll make that happen. That'll be a vibe. All right. As we check the mentions here on Football Américas, are we witnessing the next edition of the Drake curse, Hercules Gomez? <laughs> I don't think this man knows what he's doing. He'll never sell another album in Argentina. <laughs> I mean, they asked him to pick. I guess maybe he sells more albums in, in France. Do you believe in that stuff? Of course I do. Superstition, Cabala. I mean, he's got a terrible Look at record, Canada right? this broke up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were even playing Drake in the stadiums, and it, uh, it obviously did not did not go well.
1: I mean, we pick on Drake, but... At some point, he's going to get one, right? This could be it. He Listen, this cycle, he wore the Mexican jersey. No, really? Yes. Yes. Producer the back me up That's on That's what ed- it
0: is. Okay, it's not the problems at FMF. It's not the problems at Liga no. Mackeys. It's not the problems of exportation.
1: Now I know who to blame. You're telling me, Drake. I, you're telling me seven out of the eight times? You're telling me seven <laughs> out of eight times yes. he doesn't wear the jersey and they qualify to the next round? And the one time he wears the jersey, they'll <laughs> qualify it. He I just told him about Canada. Yeah. No, no, no.
0: But in qualifying, how to go for Canada? He was rocking the jersey then too.
1: Oh no, no, no. That's not what he was worried about. Well, this is people okay. worry about this.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> people don't worry about the example that Seb gives. They only worry about <laughs> this. All right. Let's uh, get to our next question. My man Jamaica, by the way. Check the mentions. <laughs> You're on Football Americas. Our penultimate show, by the way. Here in Doha. Who's been your breakout player of this World Cup who'll most likely sign with a big team in the near future? Interesting. First who are you
1: going? Amrabat. Ooh, okay, good shout. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, Fiorentina, good player. I I think he's been probably the player of the tournament that's not named Leo Messi, Killing Mbappe. And if you will, Griezmann, because that's been, like, the romantic choice for a lot of people, right? But this is breakout, right? The guy you didn't know. No, but I'm talking about just, like, he's been that good. You can consider him, like, the player of the tournament. I mean, think about the road and how dominant he was in that road. It's insane to me. Uh, And you're going to be hearing a lot more about him. I don't think he's going to stay in Serie A for much longer. And if he does stay in Serie A, it's not going to be with Fiorentina.
0: Obviously, not as much of a breakout in terms of, we already knew who he was, but you're probably putting Jude Bellingham in that conversation, in term, certainly in terms of like making the I move mean, to
1: a bigger club. He could be the one player that, I'm going to it's going to go to a bigger team, mm-hmm. but nobody is going to be sold for more mm-hmm. than Jude Bellingham. Right. That, 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 to me, is, is clear as day. Uh, another shout-out here for the Croatian goalie, uh,
0: Livakovic. Livakovic. He's playing in Croatia. He's 27 years old. He's entering his prime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking at... at Bono you know,
1: as well. It's it a shot good shot.
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah, is a big club. And but he's a... already
1: being linked to Bayern Munich. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, Livakovic, like, if you look at it, I was trying to find, like, where he's been linked to. Like, I was seeing, not recently, but before this World Cup, like, the highest was, like, Fenerbahce in Turkey, which is a, a big club in Turkey. But, like, right. I got to think he's right. he's going to get some real attention. He's probably ready for the Dynamo. Can I throw one more name at you? Because he's already at a massive club, but he doesn't have a massive role. Julian Alvarez. He ain't, like... Pep Guardiola doesn't really play with two strikers. And you know who the number one is going to be at Man City for the next five years at least, decade. It's going to be Erling Haaland. So if you're Julian
1: Alvarez, are you saying? I don't know if they let him go. I mean, have you heard the comments of Erling Haaland's dad? He says that he wants to play in all five leagues, all the five big leagues, and win in each of the five big leagues. But does Julian Alvarez want to wait around for Erling Haaland? I don't know how long that wait's going to be. What I'm trying to say is I don't think City lets him go. Okay. Ah, producer Beto says,
0: "Don't worry, Erling Holland will Madrid. be heading to." No, he said Barcelona. Oh, you say that? Don't you? You can misquote me, but don't you dare misquote producer Beto. How dare you question my eyelashes? All right, last question here on this edition of Football Americas as we once again check the mentions. Jogotaka you guys have been in Qatar for nearly a month. What are you guys? What are you going to miss the most after you leave? And what is the first thing you're going to do when you are back home? Hercules Gomez. Uh,
1: what's on your list? What's on my list? What I'm going to miss the most? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since I lived in a city with so many lights. It reminds me of Vegas. Yes. And yes, I'm, can... I'm going to miss the walk back home. Like, the walk mm. is very cool. It's very scenic and it, uh, it, it's tranquil. It yes. gives me a little peace and lets me think I'm going to miss the walk back home. Other than that, not a damn thing. I'm ready to come back <laughs> home. Steady, steady. So
0: I will miss uh, doing the show every day. You know, I really, truly, deeply love this show. I like what I do for a living. I like all the all the gigs I have at ESPN. Uh, but I love the show. Doing it every day has been a lot of fun. The other thing that I would say. Um, is the ability to pull in our colleagues? We had Morena Beltran. We've had so many colleagues from ESPN. They've been at our disposal. I
1: noticed the FC uses her now.
0: Yes, exactly. We open doors here at Football Américas. That's what we do. But I think, I think they've really. Biryani um, sandwiches, is added, gonna, Yes, it, I'm addicted to the chicken biryani sandwich here. Unbelievable uh, uh, in Qatar. But I think, I think just to, to make the point about our colleagues, like they've really brought another element, another level to the yeah. show. Having Osorio here with the tactical board. Um, yeah, it's, really it's been, been cool. It's
1: funny because this is probably, I'm sure for you as well, the place that I've been away from home the longest. Yes. For, for I can't even remember how long. So going 35 back my, days. Going, yeah, going back to my football years. But I'm ready to go back. Daddy's coming home, kids. Yes. I'm ready to go back home.
0: You're, you're looking forward oh. to being with the family for sure when we get back. Yes. Uh, shout out to the families that we've uh, left behind. We miss you a lot. And we can't uh, can't wait to see you. All right, time for our parting shot here on Football Américas. We are live on ESPN+. Plus. is where I'm holding this soccer ball before it rolls off the table. And our parting shot has to do with Dario Benedetto. Dario. A, a former uh, teammate of Hercules Gomez, correct? That's right. That's my man. Um, That's we play for Boca Juniors now. And captain. he has El left Capitan. their preseason to catch a flight to Doha for the World Cup Final, Herc. Uh... I know it's not an are you cool with it, but what do you think of it?
1: I'm cool with it. Yeah? One, because that's my boy. Okay. Get to see him. Uh-huh. Uh, and two, because it's preseason. We yes. talk about practice. We talk about practice. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But, but ownership and the president, Riquelme, who you know is very exigente, mm-hmm. very forthcoming with what he expects from the players, have allowed him to do it. Okay. So don't hate the player. Hate the game.
0: All right. Uh, I love it. I love it. Because you – I think we don't always know that footballers are fans. Right. And so to see one who's like literally over his own career being like, nah, I, I got to be in the stadium yeah. for this. Um, and we've seen the amount of people from Argentina who
1: have come without a ticket and are just here to, to be here. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you something. There's, there's, uh, I get a lot of uh, messages from players all the time asking me about Major League Soccer. Mm-hmm. There's been a few attempts by Major League Soccer teams to sway my man. Um, over there. And, uh, my They've raided
0: Boca plenty times, M- Well,
1: when he was in Marseille. And yeah. my, my man is... Uh, is is interested? Not at all against the not. Idea. A, he, doesn't, he doesn't hate
0: the idea is what no, you're saying. No, no, all no. right. Uh, so maybe we'll get uh, Dario Benedetto to MLS uh, someday in the near future. You heard it here. First from Hercules Gomez. All right, that's it for us. Oh! here on Football America. Psych, something real quick?
1: Yeah, yeah, I just read the right The wrap-up now. music Giroux, is happening. Oliver Giroux is in doubt for tomorrow Ooh. with the knock on his knee. He just came in. It Karim came Benzema, in. they got
0: to bring him back. No, they got to they get a charter jet. bringing him back. Come on. Come on, Karim. Karim the dream, as Julian Laron would have said. For Hercules Gomez, producer Betão, our awesome production team, which is truly worldwide. I'm Sebi, signing off. We will be back with the World Cup Final Edition of this show, 1 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow on ESPN+. Plus.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, and technology